Welcome to Your Photography Mentor Podcast, a podcast dedicated to help you achieve your photography dreams, whether you're just starting out or you're a seasoned pro. Now here's your hosts, David Molnar and Rich Coleman. Hello and welcome to episode 21 of Your Photography Mentor Podcast. It's always really fun to say that. Am I like the photography, your photography? Well, I'm not David Molinar. I'm Rich Coleman, um, the less attractive, but let's just say a better photographer. Whoa, just kidding. David is listening to this somewhere and he is mad now. But welcome, 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 welcome. We've got people coming in from all over the place. Hello, Janice. Hello, Karen. Hello, Debbie. Welcome to episode 21. This is going to be an exciting one. Number one, if you are listening, please share this podcast. Share. So on the bottom left-hand side of your screen, hit share, because today we have two giveaways. One of them is going to be a surprise, but the other one is, is I don't have it, it's going to be a Wacom tablet. We're giving away a Wacom Intellos small tablet just for you sharing this podcast. So share away, share away, share away. First off, let's talk about the big three. The big three for me is Canon had an amazing announcement of their brand new Canon R5. Could not be more excited. A little disappointed in the R6. I don't know why Canon does that. They're like, here's the R5. It's great. And the R6 is a worse version. So dual camera slots. It took everything from the, the Canon 5D Mark IV and put it on my Canon R camera. So it is about as perfect as I can imagine a mirrorless camera getting. So super, super excited about that Canon R5. Yeah, we'll do a comprehensive. As soon as B&H, my guy Izzy is going to give me a copy of the R5. I'm going to review the camera, do a walkthrough on the camera, and then steal the camera Super excited. I'm, I'm going to go live with it. It's going to be super fun. So really excited about the Canon R5. Um, secondly, in the top, the big three is I have a brand new MacBook. I had to fly to Florida to hang out with the beautiful blue-eyed David. And I had f- delayed flights, and my Apple computer was sent back to the Apple store. So I was excited that I didn't have to take it to an Apple store, but I had to travel without a laptop, and it was quite awful. So I actually came home to a fixed computer and a brand new MacBook Pro. So we can talk a little bit about my new MacBook Pro. Super exciting, super fun. And third on the big three is I spent all week with David Monar recording classes and content. And it was amazing being taught by the master on how to teach. Because photography is something I know, but how to teach it perfectly is something I don't. So it's been super fun. Um, learning from David and getting to hang out with him and his family and all that good stuff. Well, anyway, like I said, if you guys could share, thank you, Brittany Crane, for sharing. Thank you, Taylor Humphrey, for sharing. Share this for your chance to win a Wacom tablet for free, just for being awesome, just because we love you. Now, if you're ready, tell me you're ready. Last week, we interviewed Nada, and it was great. She was super inspiring, and we had such a good time interviewing Nada and looking at her work and just kind of being in awe of her that we decided, hey, let's interview more people. Let's bring on more people that inspire us. And as I sat down and wrote down my list of like who I want to bring on, my next guest makes me excited. She's awesome. She's beautiful. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Emily McGonigal. Emily, how the heck are you? Good. How are you? I'm starting to feel real cozy being, uh, being here all the time (laughs) in your, in in your gamer chair. You're a lot more comfortable than I am on my wobble stool. Yeah. It's, it's nice. I've got like adjustable, you know, uh, what's this called? Lumbar support, neck support. Yeah, it's great. (laughs) Well, Emily, first off, who the heck are you? How do I spell your last name? My last name, my first of all, my full name is Emily Rose McConigle. Uh, you spell my last name M C G O N I G L E. So sounds like in Harry Potter, but not spelled the same. Make sure, Harry make sure Potter. you get that. 
I, I was late to the Harry Potter game as like an adult. I, I didn't get in on it till way late, but you know, my friend Ryan Moser, who is a phenomenal photographer, he's like, Rich, you just got to get over it and try it out. Yeah, I did the same thing. I was very resistant to it for a very long time. And then uh, they hit HBO, uh, the app, all at one time, like two years ago. So I just watched them all. And then as I was watching the last movie, I went and ordered the entire box set and then started reading them. So wow, it was really good. I you. Uh, really Congrats <laughs> for reading it. As somebody that has a fourth grade reading level, I commend people that read. Well, the thing is also that I watched the movies first and then decided to read the books, whereas everybody else is the other way around. But the movies were so good that I was like, the books have got to be even better. Like, I, I kind of need to read them now. So it was really great. Yeah. <laughs> Fronius Petrotum. I know nothing about it. I, watched, <laughs> I watched each movie one time. Not a super fan, but. If you no, like I'm Harry not a Potter. super fan either, but I, I enjoyed it. Like I have the books and I have the movies, but I have I have, I've only I have friends that have Harry too. Potter tattoos on their body. Oh yeah, I'm not. See, I have Overwatch tattoos, but I don't have Harry uh, Potter. <laughs> awesome. Well, Emily, yeah. this is a you know we, I know who you are because you're my friend. But right. who? But who the heck are you? Where? Where? Let's start from. Where are you? And what do you do? Yeah. Okay, cool. So I live uh, in Nashville, Tennessee, and I am a full-time photographer and retoucher. So uh, my photo photo business is mainly portrait work, um, and my retouching is whoever hires me to retouch for them, but a lot of it ends up being commercial work. Um, I've even worked with David before. I've worked with a bunch of other uh, Nashville-based commercial photographers, um, and then I have... uh, a couple of smaller retail type photographers who are maybe having issues with like a certain image where they have to remove something or the client requested something. They're not quite sure how to approach it. So it gets sent to me, they pay me to do it and I send it back. So, um, I kind of got my hands in both worlds, retail and commercial with various things, which is, which is fun. Keeps me on my toes. (laughs) Well, the truth be told, when I heard about you, like David was like, Oh, Emily, we're hiring her. I'm like, great. Thanks for letting me have some input. Uh, but he was like, <laughs> she's a great Photoshop retoucher. And I was like, great, because that's what we need because I suck at it. And then like, but you're more than that. You're also like a world-class photographer. Like when I think of you, I don't think of you as Emily retoucher that takes pictures. I yeah. think of you as awesome bad A photographer that can retouch better than anybody I know. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I mean, that's, that's real. Like, goal. like, yeah, I I love, I don't get offended if people refer to me as a retoucher or just a photographer, but I, I am both, you know what I mean? So like, I appreciate when people recognize that I have the ability to do both and it's not just one or the other, but yeah. All right. But you know what I am excited about is I work with you, but yes, I don't know everything about you. So yeah, I was, I was, uh, reading our prep questions and it was like, Oh, we've never talked about any of this stuff. This is exciting. So Yeah. So how do you I'm, vote? I'm just kidding. I'm not going to go there. <laughs> well, look at that. The dead silence that immediately yeah, I instilled. Don't, I don't, have, <laughs> You're I like, don't have like a good comeback for that. And I was like, uh, I don't I I, like either way I'm going to make people angry. So I'm just not going to say anything. Switzerland. <laughs> I'm Switzerland on the air. I'm Switzerland. Also. <laughs> so is David. Um, here we go. So you live in, you live in Tennessee, Nashville. Yes. Mm-hmm. But where are you from? Where'd you grow up? So I grew up in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Uh, in Amish country. Yes. Um, hey. so I grew up, grew up there in a little town, uh, that's in Lancaster County, um, born and raised there. I didn't move from Lancaster until I got married. And then I moved to Allentown with my husband for, is it two years? I think Then we moved to Bethlehem, the sister city of Allentown for oh, little town. one year. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then we moved to Nashville. So yeah. Wow. That's Bethlehem a big is actually a fun fact is, um, the Billy, Billy Joel song, Allentown is actually about Bethlehem, but uh, I think that Allen, the word Allentown fits better than Bethlehem. I don't know why it's three syllables. I need to hear you sing whatever. both real quick. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but all the steel mill stuff is in Bethlehem. That's what he's, what he's singing about. So fun facts, That's awesome. but yeah, that, that's my, all right. I'm going to hit you with my, some fast questions and then we'll dive into Yeah, the let's meat. do it. What is your favorite thing to eat? Chipotle. Okay, good. There's none of that here. What is that your favorite in Nashville? Uh, that's just, I mean, 
It's a good, it's <sighs> consistent. It's really, con- it's very controversial because we have Baja Burrito here, which is really good. So everybody Never gets been. mad at me for saying that I like Chipotle, but I like Chipotle and Baja Burrito for different things. I like Chipotle's okay. chicken better, but I like Baja's steak better. But Chipotle's just fast and easy and it tastes good. And it's kind of like comfort food for me because I'm, for all of you who are not aware, uh, I'm Puerto Rican. And so growing up, it was like rice and chicken for every meal. So like Chipotle is almost comfort food for me because I, gotcha. I all I get in my burrito is rice and chicken. <laughs> I don't get anything else. So I like that though. There's really rice and chicken everywhere. Have you noticed that? Like yeah. when you travel the world, you're like every country has its own version of rice and chicken. Yeah. Yeah. So I, that's like, I, it's basically just my childhood meal wrapped up in a burrito wrapped Wrapped, wrapped up instead of in a, in a uh, bowl. So, Mas, Mas so, so taco, it's really easy for East me. Nashville, Mas Taco. I love Mas Taco. Okay, but the thing you. is, is I live south of Nashville. And so getting to East Nashville is kind of a pain in the butt. I know it's not that far, but like rush hour traffic is mm-hmm. a pain. So, um, but Mas Taco is really good. Yeah. Well, side note, what brought you to Nashville from wherever you were? Um, well, my, it was just a good spot for both of us. My husband's a full-time musician. He's a drummer and I'm a photographer. And so we both had connections here in Nashville. I had been, um, I had been in Nashville previously for, um, audio engineering work, uh, which is what I did in my past life. Uh, so I had already familiarized myself with the city. I already liked it. It was a good place for both of us to build our careers. We had friends here who helped us get plugged in into our uh, respective careers because his best friend who lived here was an audio engineer. So he plugged Uh him in with all the musicians and his best friend's wife is a photographer who plugged me in with all the photographers. So that's actually how I met David. Uh, My friend Crystal introduced me to David and then we kind of all went from there. So let's let's talk uh, about how did you meet David? Because that might be fun for like you to say and me to say, how did you meet David? Um, honestly, it literally was my friend, Crystal, uh, Crystal Mann, who was a photographer here in Nashville, took me to, um, there was a group of photographers that met every month and she took me to this monthly meeting and David happened to be there. Uh, and she was like, Hey, this is my friend, Emily. And he was like, nice to meet you. And then I think, you know, we just kept in touch. And then I ended up assisting him on a couple of his shoots. Um, and that was kind of it. That was just history. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. It was, there's, it's like not a fun, exciting story. It's just, you know, networking. I met David through networking <laughs> that, I mean, but that's something people need yeah. to hear. Networking, yeah. networking is huge. Um, yeah. who else, who else have you worked with that I might know? Mm, uh, who else have I worked with? I mean, well, I, I've worked out of, uh, Westlight Studios. So Michael Gomez, if you've ever been down to Westlight, because I know David has done a lot of work out of Westlight. So I don't know if you've ever been. With used, him on set so there. the funny thing, he he's, uh, he had he had an office there, but he just stored stuff. He never really actually office there. Yeah, I, that's how I was too. Um, I got you, like Bean and Gomez, and all. And like they were all yeah. there working. Yeah, Bean actually had an office there, um, mm-hmm. but Matthew and I stored our stuff there. We shot there, but we didn't actually work there. We didn't have an office. It was too far for us to go every day to work, you know, even mm-hmm. though we were able to do that. It was just easier for us to work from home. So, yeah, I know. So you obviously know David Bean. I, I, I haven't worked with David Bean, but I'm I'm like, I know him. You know what I mean? Especially yeah. from being studio. Um Matthew Simmons, who I just mentioned. Um, I don't know if you've ever met him, but he is... One of my best friends, an incredible photographer, also knows David as has assisted David in the past. Let's, let's uh, I want let's Google him. Like, what, how can people find him? Because he he helped you out a lot, right? Yeah, he definitely helped me grow a lot, and vice versa. Um, his his website's just MatthewSimmonsPhoto.com um, is how you find him. But yeah, he he when I first moved to Nashville um, was an incredible influence in my learning lighting at an exponential rate because <laughs> yeah. I was, I, I moved to Nashville thinking that I was really good because, you know, I was a, a big fish in a small pond back in, in Lancaster where everybody, you had a lot of the, the whole guy with cameras thing happening. Oh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, I, I was the only one not trying to take super grungy photos of girls in their underwear. So I thought that I was already ahead of the game, you know, and then I moved here and I met, um, I actually met Matthew, while working at Apple. Um, cause that's what I did when I first moved here for a day job. Uh, and then we assist ended up assisting David a couple of times, uh, at, at the same time. And then after like second or third time, we were like, Hey, we should be friends because we're both photographers. 
we, we both work together. Occasionally we work together at Apple, like let's be friends and hang out. And then from there, you know, a friendship blossomed and we kind of teamed up for a few years. And, um, the easiest way to describe our working relationship is that we were business partners, but we on paper never actually joined our businesses. We just shared a lot of gear and assisted each other. So it was more like a symbiotic relationship. Mm -hmm. Like I would assist him for free and vice versa. And we shared gear and, you know, I had the 70 to 200, but he had the 24 to 70. And so we kind of like joined forces for a while and he helped me really hone in my lighting and I helped him hone in his retouching. Cause that was our, our respective strengths. You know what I mean? So we really yeah. help build each other up there. So, and I know, think, I think you hit a great point. Cause uh, like when I started, I would say I'm more of a big fish in a small pond, but now like everybody in my small pond is really good too. Not that I'm like the best, yeah. I'm the worst, but <laughs> when I started, I was like this 22-year-old, 21-year-old kid who I went to college for it, but I started to like try to reach out to these other photographers in my area, and they immediately hated me because I was green, because I was new. They were like, mm-hmm. you don't know anything. And I was like, well, I went to college. And granted, I didn't know anything, but they were just perceived me as this young idiot who was stealing their clients. Yeah, so well, I had I, a similar – Experience. Yeah. That's kind of how it is. Well, and that, but the thing is, is I had a similar experience in Pennsylvania. So I had two polar opposite experiences in Pennsylvania and in Lancaster. When I started to get serious about wanting to learn photography and build up my business, I knew that I needed to get experience. I knew I needed to like start working with other people and do basically what I did when I moved here and be mentored you know, by either my peers or people who are more advanced than me, things like that. And so I actually, um, Philadelphia was the closest city to me at the time. Cause we lived in Allentown when, when mm-hmm. all this started. Um, uh, and I reached out to, I think four photographers who were actively looking for either studio assistance or administrative assistance or whatever. And this one girl in particular, um, I'm not going to say her name obviously. And I, I honestly don't even remember her name or her business name at this point. I just remember the story. Her, in her um, face. Yeah. I reached out <laughs> to her. Um, she was a boudoir photographer and so not anything that I did, but her work was really nice. You know, like her lighting was, was in my opinion back then really good. Um, and she was looking for somebody who could both double duty as an assistant and an administrative assistant. Um, and so I emailed her and I was like, Hey, listen, you know, I don't have a ton of experience in photography, but I'm super eager and ready to learn. And I'm currently working as an administrative assistant, so I can do that for you. Um, and you only have to hire one person, you know what I mean? So I can do both and, um, come work for you and da, da, da. And so I, I emailed her and the response I got back from her blew my mind because I had a website at the time with my portfolio, but I wasn't a professional yet. I hadn't had any paying clients by this point. I was just building an online portfolio as I was doing test shoots and practicing. And she emailed me back and said she wouldn't be able to hire me uh, because I was uh, at at the very least a semi-professional and she didn't want me stealing her clients. I was I was too good, basically, is what she was saying. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense to me. First of all, I don't want to shoot Boudoir as a career. And second of all, uh it's just, it just came across so weird to me that she said I didn't, she didn't want me to steal her secrets and apply them to my clients and things like that. And there was just such a weird like moment in my world. Yeah. And, and then I got a similar response back from another person. The other two just never responded to me. Um, and so when I moved to Nashville, I was really guarded, uh, about interacting with other, even when I met Matthew at first, I was very yeah. like a very kind of pompous at first before I saw his work. And that really just punched me in the face and put me in my place. Cause he was way yeah. better than me. And I was like, whoop, okay. Um, yeah. but even still like, yeah, I was, I was really guarded on interacting with other people, but I very quickly learned that people in this town are way more willing to help you out regardless of your level than they ever were back home. And that uh, help helps that's, you grow. Yeah. Yeah. It's and, creative yeah, energy. Nashville's awesome. Yeah, I've it's never okay. I the the number of photographers that I have met uh that are kind of jerks and don't want to help anybody and don't want to share their supposed secrets way are way 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 outnumbered by the number of people that I've met here who are like they've let me stuff I've asked to rent them they've just let me borrow it instead. Mm-hmm. Uh they're like, "Yeah, just bring it back charge. You can just borrow it." I'm like, "Oh, okay." Awesome. You know, or people people who've just been willing to help me or people who've 
who've been willing to share, you know, just either knowledge or gear or time or whatever. And so that has cultivated in my mind, um, the desire need to kind of help pay that forward as well. So I love teaching people. I love helping people grow. I have no secrets, everything that I know I've learned from other people. So it would be really dumb of me to keep it all to myself and be like, I can't share my secrets. Cause they're not my secrets. They're things that people have shared with me that I've taken and turned oh, yeah. into my own. And it's your you know, own thing. So. Like, so that right. was hard when I started out. Cause I live on like an Island. If those of you have seen the TV show, the outer banks, just like that, minus all the details. <laughs> but so I was 21 and people like hated me. And I was like, Hey guys, like, I mean, I'm doing this. So number one, you can hate me. I'm trying to pay my mortgage. I'm pursuing my dream of being a photographer. And I did it. Like I, I I'm better with people had nothing to do with my pictures, yeah. had everything to do with my personality. And so I right. fought really hard for years trying to get us to like be friends. Like, Hey, you're booked October 5th. Like you can't book anymore. Like let's give that October 5th date, you know, or 10, 10, 10. Like that was such a huge date. October 10th, 2010. Yeah. That was like <laughs> I remember the biggest, that. <laughs> the biggest wedding day ever. I was like, instead of yeah. fighting and being an idiot, let's, my, my video is flickering. I apologize. Um, let's help each other out. And like, I started yeah. a coffee group and a couple of the old timers, not old age, but like old yeah. logic. Yeah. They were yeah. like really slow to join. And then they saw us like just having fun or like talking about the same headache client. And then I started bringing on like other wedding vendors and it became like this really fun, like naturally care. Like, cause then I got to see people that I like. Okay. I'm like, okay, Ryan Moser is an awesome photographer and he's my friend. So when I'm booked, yeah. why wouldn't I love to give him like, here's this 300, here, like this $3,000, $4,000 gig. And I get to confidently say, Hey, I'm booked 10, 10, 10, but my friend Ryan Moser isn't call him right, right now and book. And because right. of that friendship and the fact that I know I'm giving people great work, that's like a free referral. That didn't cost him anything. That didn't cost me anything. Right. It's this organic way to help each other out. And it's such a good well, and, feeling. And it comes back to you in, in other ways as well. Like, you know, that client, if they ever need anything else is likely to go back to Ryan. But the thing is, is that when Ryan's booked now, he's going to throw you that referral, you know? Oh yeah. Um, and, and then you have a new client too. So it's just, it's so much better to work with your peers and your colleagues than to try and, you know, like I, I, I struggle with the whole, like, it's not a competition. It is a competition. Cause obviously, you know, we're working in the same genres. We are competing for the same clients, depending on, you know, who your target market is. But at the same time, like there's plenty of them to go around. So oh, yes, yeah. you want to work hard to book your clients. Yes. You want to, but so I'm way more when it comes to my pricing and my business model and things like that. I'm way more focused on my own business. Like once in a while I've Googled my competitors. I use that word lightly to see kind of like what they're doing, what's similar, what's different. But I've sent, I've sent, uh, inquiries to my competitors before I've had people come back and be like, Hey, listen, like you're a little more expensive. Um, but I've also told people like, Hey, you know, I can give you a referral if you want to tell me what your budget is. And I've sent them to my competitors and say, Hey, I don't know if she's any, any less expensive than I am. Uh, but she's really great. Maybe she'll have something for you. Um, or if uh, I've already been no, booked, no better referral than somebody yeah, that's your direct like, competition. <laughs> and like, sometimes right, I'll so, say like, I'm booked. I'll say like, I'm booked, booked, book Ryan Moser or Genevieve Stewart. And yeah. they're like, wow, like that's great. Or I'll say like, Hey, you can book me, but please book Ryan or Genevieve. And they're like, why, yeah. why? And I'm like, because they're great. Like you're yeah. going to get great I, pictures I no matter feel, what you do. Right. I feel way more confident referring to my competitors who I know do great work than to send them to somebody who isn't my direct competitor, because that makes me look bad. If that client then Ooh. hires somebody I referred and then they have a terrible experience and get terrible images back. Yeah. Now, now I've got a, a mark against my name because yeah. I, I sent them somewhere bad. <laughs> I don't want to do that. So if I don't have a good referral to send someone, I just won't send them a referral. Like I don't just send one for the sake of it. I try intentionally find them good people and send them a referral if I'm booked or if I'm too expensive for them. Yeah. So like star just said, because I've not found a local photography group, should I start one? Even though I need the mentoring, the answer is yes. So I started mine, like, man, my Facebook group, maybe at like 10 years ago before Facebook groups were what they are today. And I wasn't like, Hey, I'm Rich Coleman making this awesome group. It was like, Hey, it actually started out cause my daughter, so this would have been nine years ago. Like I found out my daughter was due in June 
and I had something like 10 weddings in June because I'm psycho. And it was like, okay, what happens when she's born like the day of a wedding? I need to be able to like have four people that I can trust to fill in for me and it makes the client feel good. Um, and that's kind of why I started it like selfishly, but I also wanted to get that group together. So we got together. That was like the first like coffee meeting we had. And it, I literally call my group the Photog coffee group. It like hasn't evolved <laughs> from my stupid name that I gave it 10 years ago. And like we have seasons where we meet all the time and then like seasons where we don't, but like anytime somebody needs a lens or like, Hey, like anybody open, like it happens in the Facebook group and it's, it's really great yeah. to see, you know, community over competition has been great for us locally. And like, I did the same thing. I shot, um, I had to go to San Diego last November for a wedding, S October and there's a hurricane. So my second shooter's wife was like really freaking out. There's a hurricane coming. And I'm like, bro, you've lived here your whole <laughs> life. It's fine. Like take the stuff up off the floor, send your wife to a hotel. You're fine. That did not go down. So I had to go to – I flew to San Diego by myself, and I was kind of panicking. I was like, I need a second shooter. The wedding's in two days. So I called um, the Youngrens, and mm. they're amazing photographers. But he was like, bro, every person I have is booked. And, like, I found a chick on a Facebook group that was willing to fill in, and she was did amazing work. She didn't charge an astronomical amount. Like, you know, finding – and she knew the location. I was like, hey, Berendito mm -hmm. Winery. She's like, I've shot four weddings there. I love the vineyard. You know, I mean, it's like, yeah. it's really cool. Like when you can have peace of mind not knowing somebody. And that's that's what this thing's about. So I, that, yeah. that has nothing to do with what we're talking about because you're the rock star. <laughs> but man, if I can tell you to like get in there and learn and just be vulnerable with people, like there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Like, yeah. yes, there are going to be some slime balls who are working it like working a system, but you know, trust your heart and like what that's telling you, like that guy's a jerk. Yeah. Don't, don't get, well, and like I said, Nashville, Nashville has a couple too. You know, I could think of, again, I'm not going to name names, but I could think of a couple right off the top of my David head. Bonner, that, yep. <laughs> David yeah. Muller. Well, it's just, he's not in Nashville anymore. So, um, but yeah, I mean, but when you run into them, you just brush them off your shoulder and move on to the group of people that, you know, are there for, it, for you. Like I, I still, um, you know, I still have a group of people that I send images to for critique now. And I've been doing this for 10 years. You know, I, I say, Hey, I did the shoot. I love this shoot. So tell me what's wrong with it. Tell me what I can improve on. Tell me what, you know, um, and sometimes they have a lot to say. And sometimes they're like, no, you killed this shoe. That's pretty solid. But you have to surround. It's kind of what, um, with true trueness too. not people that just right. say what you want. That's what Facebook's right. For. Facebook's right. like, and where. So, yeah, I think I'm referencing the question that that got asked earlier about starting a Facebook group. Like, yes, if you don't have a, a group of people, then start a circle of people and and, you know, critique each other's work and help each other grow and build. Because because, again, when I got to Nashville, Matthew was better than me for sure. But I was already ahead of him retouching wise. He was way better than me uh, in the studio with lighting and things like that. But as far as retouching was concerned, I taught him a lot. So even though we were on similar levels. He was probably still a little bit ahead of me. We were, but we were on similar levels. We were still able to help each other grow. We kind of did oh, this yeah. with each other. We just challenged each other and made each other better. So even if you can't find anybody who's better than you to mentor you, you can still help yourself grow and others grow by just getting together and, you know, discussing each other's work and critiquing and learning or sharing resources and being like, Hey, I found this thing. I'd still do that with him. Um, I'll send him an article and be like, yo, I found this thing's really cool. What do you think? You know, yeah. and sharing all of that kind of stuff and learning together, you can still, you can still make a lot of progress that way. And that's good too. Cause like we, we hit on that a little bit, but like finding like constructive criticism is great. Like not mean destructive criticism, but somebody that like the photo mentorship that we're both a part of that we'll talk about in a little bit, somebody will post a picture. And if I say, mm -hmm. great, I like it. I like it. If there's something wrong, yeah. I'll say that's a little too bright or that, that edit's a little too harsh because that's what you need. You don't need somebody yeah. – see, Facebook has created this false sense of like self-pride. So you'll post yeah, a picture if, on Facebook and they're like, that is great. When actuality, right. it's I, not great. If I want somebody to tell me my images are great, I will send them to my mother. She will yeah. she'll <laughs> never say a bad thing to the, about them ever. She always loves my work. So, But if yeah. I want to grow, I send them to my colleagues and say, hey – 
give me some feedback on this. What do you think? Oh, and that's why I love David. David was like my, I remember I had a client like eight years ago that was like, I just, I'm not happy with these edits. You know what I mean? Like a wedding client. Mm -hmm. And I was like, dang, like they look really good. So I sent them to a couple friends and they're like, no, they're fine. So then like my final check was like David. Mm -hmm. And he was like, that looks fine. That person's crazy. And I was like, whoo, because if somebody's <laughs> going to tell me it sucks, it's going to be David. Like David's really yeah. raw and real with me. And I love that. About yeah. Him. So yeah. Awesome. All right. What's your favorite color? Blue. All right. I see a red, a red thing and a blue. You and David. Yeah. Those are actually, it's red, red, red used to be my favorite color when I was younger. So it's like a secondary favorite color at this point. But blue is my favorite color currently. Uh, and purple is kind of come in around the okay. same area as blue. So it's like, it's like blue, purple, red. <laughs> What's well, the color wheel? Color. Yeah. For the, for the retouching you and yeah. you, you know all about that. Yeah. All right. Now this is a, probably <laughs> the most important question I was going to ask of today. If you're going to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, is that a one knife job or a two knife job? Or do you let it's them It's a mix? one knife job. It's a one knife job because I don't like jelly. It's just a peanut butter sandwich. I call I that a choke sandwich. Butter. That's pretty funny. <laughs> somebody in college, somebody in college saw me making a peanut butter sandwich and they called it a choke sandwich. And I was like, I get it. Yeah. No, no jelly, I, no jelly of any type, huh? Nope. Don't like it. For it's your birthday, I'm going to get you a, a gift of jams, like a jam set. Well, it's fine. Cause my husband will eat it. So there you go. Well, that's, so that, that's another big like picture too, in this, in this podcast is you went from being a big fish in a little pond to a little fish in a big pond. I, I imagine your husband did the same thing oh, to go yeah, from a drummer in PA to a drummer in Nashville, that almost might be yeah, worse. He he went from being a full time drummer in PA to having to get a part time job in Nashville, and he's now a full time drummer again. But it took him a couple years, years to get there. And yeah. he he honestly, um, I hope he doesn't get mad at me for saying this, but he he had a rough couple of years um, at the beginning, and not because he wasn't good. He was he was good, but it was the networking part that he had a hard time with because finding the right people to get plugged into the right circles as a musician in Nashville is very tough. And so, um, he was frustrated with either the types of work he was getting or, um, at one point not getting enough work or like, he's doing great now. He's super happy. But, um, I felt really bad when we first moved because moving to Nashville was my idea. I was the one yeah. that finally put my foot down and said, Pack your crap up. We're going. Women rule the world. We just live in it. Yeah. So I get it. yeah. <laughs> we were talking. I, I kind of kept feeding that seed in for a couple of years. And then finally one day I got sick of it because I was waiting for him to be like, maybe we should do it. So I was just like, we're going, we're going in February. And he was like, uh, okay. I was like, here's houses we're looking at. We're going in February. So we just made the move together. And then I felt bad because I was like, he's miserable and it's my fault. Um, but well, he was. eventually found, he, <laughs> he was, um, <laughs> but he eventually found his footing and, um, he's doing great. So, um, yeah. Well, that's so here. The like the was, funny but. thing is too. like, no, like the drummer, like he went from a big fish. Yeah. Like, yeah. Now, we both I, did, like I'll, I'll say that, like being in Nashville, I go to a hat store and the guy's like, here's my EP. Like the guy selling me shoes at yeah. Foot Locker is like a musician. Everybody, yeah. I call it the place where musicians go to die. And I don't mean that meanly. It's just the first time I was there. I was it's like, true. whoa, true. everybody is a, is a world town. class musician. It's not like playing mm -hmm. at a local bar here on the Outer Banks where everybody kind of sucks. Like the yeah. worst musician in Nashville is awesome. But yeah. what I meant to say is having been in Nashville a few times to grip with David and help him out, that's like the photography capital of the world. I'll say that. Like there's a little pocket in like Southern California, but I would say you throw a rock in Franklin, Tennessee, you're going to hit Jeremy Cowart, David Molinar, <laughs> yeah. go, like all yeah. these amazing photographers, Zach and Jody Gray. I'm talking like the world's best photographers live within 10 miles of each other and they're all friendly. Like oh, yeah. even at like, Westlight Studios, that's like all the Christian market, like every Christian CD cover that ever gets taken is taken in yeah. Westlight Studios. Yeah. I mean, even like I've never worked on set with Jeremy before, but we know each other. You know what I mean? Like we'll see yeah. each other and be like, hey, man, what's up? You know, we all, we're all, we all. I fanboyed, I fanboyed out like purpose. crazy. <laughs> I was at Westlight helping David with a shoot. And like, he knows I'm like, this was like 10 years ago, not saying that he's not the best photographer ever, but like 10 years ago, Jeremy Cowart was like, everybody and their sister knew him because yeah, he's such an art, he's an artist photographer. Like he's such oh, yeah. an artist he's, right he's, here. He's Jeremy's a photographer, but in my mind, he's, he's, I would just consider him an artist period. Yeah. You know, he's, he's a photographer's photographer. You know what yeah. I mean? Like every, yeah. every photographer has something to look up to with Jeremy. Mm -hmm. So I'm at Westlight and we like walk to the factory and he knocks on this door and he like, he opens the blinds 
and I look at my friend Ryan and I'm like, that's Jeremy Cowart. And Ryan just got like, <laughs> like starstruck and kind of like, and I was like trying so cool to play it cool, but like I wanted to take a selfie like so bad, but that's not the Nashville <laughs> way. I was like, oh, I need it for my famous wall. Like I have a famous wall in my bathroom. That's funny. It's true. All right. Yeah. Well, let's hop back in. Now, evidently music's a big important thing to you. Like yeah. music's a part of your life, I guess. Huge part of my life. Yeah. What's your, what's your favorite type of music and your favorite thing to binge watch on Netflix? Okay, so my favorite type of music, I, I listen to, I know this is a really cop-out answer, but I listen to a wide range of music. I think that my, my if I had to like make one of those like Spotify-type bubbles that shows like the biggest thing that I listen to and the smaller things I listen to, I listen to a lot of rock music, um, but I use that as the over the umbrella term for rock because sometimes I'm listening to progressive rock, sometimes it's alternative, sometimes it's indie rock. So it's just like rock itself as the whole genre is probably my biggest my biggest bubble. Um, but there's a little bit of hip hop in there and pop music and things like that. So, um, so that's usually what I listen to, uh, favorite thing to binge on Netflix. I'm saying it's COVID. So you should, you should have like a lot, like a lot. Well, no, see, here's the thing. I don't because, um, the day after lockdown started, animal crossing came out. So I watched hardly any Netflix and just played a lot of animal crossing. So um, it's a video game. Yes, it's on okay. the Okay, Expl- explain that part. Explain, explain that part to me. <laughs> the video game part? I, yeah, pretend I don't know because I, I honestly don't know much about that world. Um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge – see, that's the thing is I don't, I don't binge a lot of TV shows because I play a lot of games. That's, I'm a gamer more than I am a TV watcher. Like I've, okay. I've watched um, – you know, it, I don't, I'm not going to recommend this show because it's very uh, crude humor and probably offensive to a lot of people, but I'm a big fan of Family Guy. And so I've watched every single episode so many times. Yeah, that I don't have to look at the screen anymore. I can That's the office. That's the office for me. Yeah, and know exactly what's going on. And so I've probably put more time into that TV show than anything else. And so when I'm playing like Animal Crossing, that's what's going on in the background because I like having background noise to what I'm doing, but I don't necessarily want to have to pay attention to it. So I just loop that over and over and over again but while I'm gaming. <laughs> and so I'll play on my Switch. I play, you know, RPG games on my Switch or Animal Crossing, which is just a really laid back, like relaxing thing. Or I'll play, you know, Overwatch which is my favorite game ever on the PC with my friends. We group up, you know, and hence play the really comfortable chair, right? So hence the really comfortable chair, because I need, <laughs> I need something that I can sit in for hours without hurting. This is, this is, this um, is my chair. <laughs> yeah, that's not, that's not, you're not getting a whole lot of back support there. Um, so I'm a, I'm an avid gamer nerd. Uh, that's, that's my go-to over, over Netflix and talk nerdy and to me. Like that, so, yeah, exactly. I say that uh, all the time on my show, on my tech talk. Yeah, so so uh, Overwatch is my favorite game. Put I've put five hundred and ten plus hours into Animal Crossing since March thirty or March twentieth when it came out. So Whoa. yeah, that's what I'm saying. You asked me about what I was binge watching. I wasn't binge watching. I was binge playing. Okay. Binge playing. <laughs> I guess I need to make a Tiger King video game. No, I wouldn't play it. I hate uh, that. I hate Tiger King. <laughs> <laughs> I did watch uh, Tiger King, but I, I like hate watched it. It was, was cringy. Like, it was awful. cringy. Yeah. 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 Well, that might be because <laughs> you're you're married to Keith and you have a couple kid animal kids, right? I do. I do. Tell me, I tell have, me about your little animal kids. Um, I'm going to do something completely out of character here, and I'm going to grab my camera and say, this right here look is at, my child. Is my child bear? He's my newest, the newest addition to my family. And this is where he lives most of the time when I'm sitting at my desk. So it's very hard to type. Um, <laughs> if you saw me like doing things off to the side earlier, it's because he was crawling around. I just thought, you're, I just thought you had like um, a really weird like hand. No, he was like crawling <laughs> all over everything. So I was like trying to keep him from standing on the keyboard and like disconnecting me from the stream. Um, <laughs> but I have him and then his older sister, Zoe. Um, and before, before them, um, I had... Robin, who is no longer with us. He passed in November, but he's my sweet baby angel. Um, so yeah, we have, we have kitties. We love our kitties. We love animals in general. So, um, Tiger King, like Keith refused to watch it. He, like, I told him about it and it was like, do you want to watch it? He goes, no, I, I heard everything I need to know about it. Like, and he was, he was already, he was just he as angry as, yeah, like he it. had the same fury that I had except that he hadn't even watched it. I was just telling him what was going on and he was so angry. Um, 
So, and then like taking him to zoos is impossible because even if it's like a rehabilitation center, yeah, even if it's a place where, you know, for a fact that they're doing good things, like the animals there, it doesn't matter. Like they wouldn't survive in the wild. Yeah. 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 And my, my husband is just like that, you know, we, I, the one thing that happened that he said that I remember, uh, we went to a zoo once and there was a little, I think he was like, um, was it a, a, a cloud leopard or it was like a smaller cat, wild cat was just pacing back and forth in front of the window. And he said, that cat is going insane, like literally insane. Like he's, he's losing his mind and it breaks my heart. And I was like, Oh my God. And we're together at first. I, yeah. And at first I was like, what an adorable kitty. And he said that I was like, wow, now I want to leave. Okay. (laughs) So So when you, when you, I have kids, I have two kids and like the zoo's like something that you do. And my wife knows, like, I just stopped going. Like, so I, I saw an orangutan with like, he put a burlap sack over his head and just lay there. And all these kids Aww. are like, monkey, monkey. I'm like, that monkey is depressed. Yeah. Or you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, even if they, like, saved its broken leg, I'm like, let's work a little harder at putting it back in the wild. Yeah. Anyway, um, end yeah. of rant. So end of diplomatic rant. He's definitely shifted my views on zoos a little bit. Like, um, so Matthew not only is somebody that I've grown with in the industry, but he's one of my best friends. He's like my brother. And so we celebrate his birthday, you know, every year. And one year he wanted to go to the zoo just for fun. So a group of us went to the zoo and, um, it was fun, but I, it was, it was almost like having my husband there with me, even though he wasn't, because every time I looked in, in, I, in the back of my head heard exactly what he would say, like, you know, like that monkey's depressed or that cat's losing his mind or da, 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 da. And I was like, wow. Keith has ruined zoos for me forever. Okay, this is fine. <laughs> I, guess it's okay. I, I mean, if you li- if you like jail, if you like jail, it's kind of like a zoo. Yeah. It's kind of like animal jail. <laughs> so yeah, so we love animals. Um, all of our cats are rescues. We've never um, we we to the point that we haven't even rescued them from animal rescues. They, we've literally plucked them off the street. My old my cat oldest cat who's no longer with us. Um, I found him in the neighborhood. Uh, where I grew up in and my mother is deathly allergic to cats. Okay. But he and I bonded so quickly that I somehow convinced my mother to let him sleep in the garage at night and be an outdoor cat during the day. And this is how crazy I am. I built a cot out of, um, mattress foam from Walmart and a sleeping bag and a comforter. And I slept on the garage floor with that cat all summer long. I had a space heater in there, a fan, my alarm clock. That was last month. <laughs> Last month. No, that was that was in 2005. Uh, there you 2000, go. No, 2007, 2007. Um, and he used to cuddle with me and sleep under my chin in the garage on the floor. And then that year was my senior year in college. So I snuck him off to college with me because I couldn't leave him at home because my mother's deathly allergic to cats. Uh, so I snuck him off to college and my best friend in college happened to be my RA that year. So she helped me cover for him. And nice. gave me heads up whenever there was going to be inspections. And so I would remove him from our room and take him home for the day or something like that. And, uh, Love it. it was a whole, it was a whole operation. So, you know, there was that. And then Zoe was plucked off the streets of North Nashville when she was 10 weeks old. And we adopted bear when he was, uh, six weeks old, uh, from a guy who found him right down the road from us. So that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I've never fostered animals. My wife is deathly allergic, but I, I was a foster parent to, to the human children for like five yes. years. <laughs> Whew, rough. But I loved yeah. it. It was good. It's not what I need. It's what that kid needed. It's mm-hmm. not for me. It's for them. Just a very tough right. thing. Um, yeah. So to dive into it seriously, um, like when did you first get into photography? Like we kind of heard like overarching, like who, what, when, where, but like how did yeah. you, like when so- was photography like your thing? Uh, when I had my quarter life crisis, <laughs> okay. so my, you're like, my you're 22 previous... now. No, I'm 34. Look 34. at you. You look great. You look great. Yeah. Thanks. Um, so my pa- I was a musician all growing up. I play, had played piano for 13 years, played violin for a couple years, uh, played guitar, play, I danced, uh, horribly for a few years, did musical theater, took voice lessons, Prove all it. that jazz. Um, no. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, um, went to college for music recording technology where I had planned on, uh, graduating, moving to Nashville and working in a recording studio, um, except my post-graduation plans didn't quite pan out. Uh, and I ended up getting a lot of work in live audio, which I learned I hated. I loved recorded audio, but I hated live audio and I was only getting work in live audio and I was still in Pennsylvania and I kind of got really jaded to it very, very quickly after going on a couple of tours 
with a company that was based out of Nashville. So that's how I got to come to Nashville because I was here for rehearsals and things like that. Um, but in between tours, I was working at home, you know, either in, uh, as a temp, like either in a factory somewhere or, you know, just whatever, uh, with a college degree. So, you know, I felt, I felt really bad about myself because I had graduated from college and I was working, you know, on an assembly line with people who hadn't graduated from high school, <laughs> which not to, you know, not to talk poorly on anybody who hasn't graduated. Yeah. From it doesn't school, matter anymore. Yeah. Yeah. One of my best friends, uh, my husband's best friend, you know, for example, didn't graduate from high school and he's working in one of the biggest recording studios in LA. So like that doesn't matter. But at the time, having grown up being taught what I was taught, I was like, wow, I'm, you know, I naively thought I'm better than this, whatever. Um, and so I was getting depressed and then I worked as a temp, um, uh, for a temp agency as their administrative assistant, which is weird. For temp. They never assistant hired, to the temp. Yeah. Right. They never actually hired me on directly. I was working as the, a temp. So I didn't have, I was making $8 an hour. I didn't have health insurance and I was working there for almost a year and they still hadn't hired me on. Um, and not to make, not only that, but it was an office of three people. It was me, the, the girl who ran the office and then her assistant, um, for this temp agency. And they were awful people. And when I say like, I, I don't say that lightly, like usually if I don't get along with you, I can still say they're a good person. Our personalities just don't mesh. These people were awful people. Like they did things that I'm pretty sure are illegal when they turned away certain applications. <laughs> um, they talked crappy about everybody behind their back. And it was just like, a, it was a very toxic, toxic. Mm -hmm. yeah, situation for me to be in. And so one day Keith came home, um, after I got home from work and said, Hey, I bought a $500 kick drum. Don't be mad. And I was like, what? He goes, it's okay. Cause my baby gets presents too. And I was like, great. What do I get? And he goes, I don't know. What do you want? And I was like, well, what's my budget? He's like, I don't know, $200. And I was like, he spent $500 on a kick drum and I get $200. Let me think about this. So Later, um, I went to him and I said, Hey, listen, I know this is way, way over, uh, what we can spend right now, but I want to get a camera. Um, because at the time I had this little Nikon point and shoot, I was taking to his shows and trying to take pictures, but everything was coming out blurry because it was an automatic point and shoot. I couldn't adjust ISO or aperture or shutter speed most importantly. And so, uh, I told him I want to get a camera just for fun. It's something that I had always been interested in since high school. I just never pursued it because all of the extracurricular classes I could have taken, uh, coincided with the electronics class I was taking to prep for recording major in college. Um, and so I just kind of put that on the back burner forever and ever and ever. And so finally, when he came to me and said, what you want, uh, that, that's what I told him. And I said, Hey, you know, we can save up for it. This was, this was like back in April, 2010 sometime. And it's like, we can save up for it. Like I can get it for Christmas or something. It doesn't have to be right now, but I do want a camera. And he was like, okay, sounds good. Um, and that was our first year of marriage. We hadn't even been married a whole year yet. And, um, then he came the next week or a month, a month later or so, um, I had spent tons of time in an internet forum, um, learning, researching, like I ate, breathed, slept photography for a whole month without even a DSLR in my hand, just taking in as much information as I could taking pictures with my point and shoot and getting critique on that and being like, I know this is probably not great because it's a point and shoot, but at least talk to me about the composition. Cause at least that I can control things like that. Um, and so by the time I was ready to buy my camera, I had a pretty good grip on the basics of photography. I just needed to practice it. And so a month later, my husband came home with a check in his hand and said, Hey, tax return came in. Technically this check is yours because you were single when you filed last year, go buy your camera. And it was just this, the right amount to buy uh, a T2i. And so I went out that night nice. <laughs> with that check. and I went to Best Buy and bought the T2i that had just come out, I think a week prior. That's awesome. Um, and then from there, what was supposed to only be a hobby turned into a career very, very quickly. Um, so that's how I, I got and a, and a career that is money sucking. I'm just kidding. It's really yeah. not bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my, my first camera was my first digital camera was the Canon XT, which is the first one. It was the rebel XT yeah. was the first, then XTI, then XS, yeah. XSI, T1, T2. So yeah. it's It's the same camera, just like five years newer right, or whatever. Right. Yeah. But I was so pumped. I remember I bought two of those things and I thought I was the man. Yeah. In college <laughs> with a Canon XT. Yeah. So 
I started out shooting all of his shows and I thought I was going to be a music photographer because I, you know, I was like, I'm going to marry the two things that I love together. Um, but then I ended up starting to take portraits. I went, I went on things like, you know, model mayhem and stuff like that and started grabbing models and start taking portraits. And then I realized really quickly that I actually enjoyed portrait work, but I, I enjoyed it because I was putting my own spin on it and making it, you know, more fashion and editorial and things like that, which is what my brand is all about still. Um, and that's, I I want you to, I want you to do me a favor if you can, if you have any like pictures, I know it's like late to the game, but if you have any, do you have any work you can grab to show? I'm going to talk for a second to get by. I mean, it's, it's it's all on my website. So share your, share your screen and pull up your website. But, um, so I want to say like, I started out as a musician and I, 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 I built that guitar right there. Um, so I'm still very creative, but I will, I, I want to harp on something you said because it was so, it was semi-profound, very profound. You valued your education and that's like why we both do what we both do. Like you're yeah. still an active full-time shooter. I'm still an active full-time shooter, but we both work for David Molnar as instructors right. in this thing called the photo mentorship. And I'll show a video at the end of this about what the photo mentorship is. But, um, as she pulls up these pictures real quick, we're not going anywhere, but I just want to share, I think I can share your, um, your little intro too for edit with Emily. And then we can talk about oh. that. Is that Hang allowed? I can't I'm hear not. You. Oh no. I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. It, the, the, the baby bear hit a key. It's fine. <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> All right. So here, I'm going to, I'm going to start your intro video. It's only like 15 seconds, but that has, that has a couple of your shots on it too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on my e-cam is just working great today. <laughs> All right. The video is playing. So that's Emily. So Emily actually hosts a show like every week or every other week. She's live all the time in the photo mentorship, which we're going to talk about here in a second. But she hosts her very own show called Edit with Emily, where she takes her pictures and our students' pictures and edits them live in front of you guys. And I will say it's probably one of the the funnest shows because it's like they're getting like real answers to their editing questions, like their Photoshop questions in real time, or you're editing their photo like – this is what I would do with your picture thing, which is super fun right. and also super constructive criticism. Cause like for somebody else to edit your picture, you have to be very vulnerable and it, it's been super fun. Yeah. All right. Let sure. me, uh, let me share your screen here and you can talk about it. Whoop. There goes me. There goes you. Look at her go. Look at these pictures. <laughs> yeah. So this is, this is my, uh, my website, I have two sections of my portfolio I have portraits and then I have senior portraits. So this is just my portraits portfolio. Um, but yeah, I do a lot of, um, what I like to call fashion inspired portraiture. Um, cause that's, that's where my heart is. Like I love fashion. I love, you know, magazine. I have like subscriptions to like six different magazines. So I, you know, I, I am really influenced by that kind of work, but my heart is working with everyday people is retail photography. I don't really have any, um, desire to go into fashion photography or for a minute I had a midlife crisis last year <laughs> and I was like, do I want to switch to commercial photography? Will I feel more fulfilled? And I quickly found out the answer was no. I actually, uh, my, my heart song is working with everyday people, um, and making them feel like they're rock stars and models. Well, I'm saying it, you like could that. tell me, you could tell um, me every person in here is a model and I'd believe it. That's how like stunning. <laughs> are. Um, and especially, um, I really love working with the, um, senior group, um, the high school senior kids, because that they're the most vulnerable, they're in the most vulnerable time of their lives. You know, they're, they're constantly hit with, um, social media telling them that they should be this way or that way, or they're not good enough if they don't look like this or they don't act like that. And so, you know, I get to take them, I, I do like a consultation with them and I get to know who they are and what their personality is like and what their style is like. And I customize their sessions to them and their personality, their style. So if they're a little more boho, we go that way. If they're a little more urban, we go that way. Um, we get hair and makeup on set to, you know, pamper them and treat them. And, um, you know, I just make them feel really good about themselves for the day. And I've had, you know, a couple of people who came in really self-conscious and like, I'm not going to do, you know, this, this, this isn't going to do 
go Every well. Every photographer I'm loves hearing that. You know? I hate. I, um, I, I'm. I'm bad at having my photo taken. And then they see their photos and they're like, "Oh my gosh, is that me?" And I'm like, "Yeah, girl, work it. That's you. That's that's you in all your glory." <laughs> and so it, it, you know, and I've had moms cry in the studio yes. while the photos are being taken, and then I've had moms cry a second time when seeing the final images, you know, during the sales session. And like, it just makes my heart sing to know that I'm having some kind of positive impact on these kids, you know, even if it's just for a brief moment to reassure them that they are perfect the way that they are and that they just need to go on and be their bad selves, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And warning, I will say, this is why I said, Emily is an amazing photographer. There's nothing about (laughs) this girl that is not full photographer, badass. Like you are amazing (laughs) at this. Well, thank you. Yeah. So that's, that's a quick look at my portfolio. Um, I think I saw somebody asking about my, my link. So if I can share, yeah, yeah, uh, no, yeah, yeah. share, um, Emily yeah. or, uh, you, Crystal, if, if you could do that and then just tag it, uh, look, they already did it. Um, boom. Yeah. It's just Emily Just my name. Um, it's how you can find it. So yeah. There, there, it. For those of you, those of you missing David today, um, there's <laughs> his beautiful, beautiful blue V neck. There it yeah. is. Well, awesome. Yeah, I just want people to show that they can find you on Instagram too. Do you, is, is it at? Yeah. At, em, Emily McGonagall photo is on Emily Instagram. McGonagall photo. Make sure you give her a like, give her some love. She'll come back and read all these comments. Um, but I wanted to dive into one more quick thing before we head yes. out for the day. Um, let's, let's do it. What are your thoughts? So everybody in here is like saying, yes, it's truly amazing. I love TPM, TPM, blah, 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 blah. For those of you who don't know, David Molnar, your photography mentor, has this service called the photo mentorship that is kind of like the Netflix for learning photography. And Emily, this girl right over here, which way? Some one way. <laughs> she learned photography on her own in YouTube. I, did. I learned photography no, no, by, not by YouTube. <laughs> not YouTube. <laughs> the internet, Google. The internet, but not the YouTube. Interweb. Um, yes. Yes. Yeah, so so I learned I learned through a bunch of different services that offer classes much like the photo mentorship. But the thing that the photo mentorship offers that those other things did not, you know, the books that I got that I read, the um, other online, you know, classes that I took, things like that. The thing that they didn't offer was direct access to the teachers. And I think that that is the one thing that the photo mentorship offers that makes it completely different than the rest of everything else. Because if I could have contacted the person who made the video that I learned posing from and said, hey, um, what do you think of this set of images that I just did? That would have made a world of difference, but I Mm. couldn't. It was just, I went in, I, I downloaded a demo video you know, I sat and I watched for five hours and it was great. I learned things, but I had to practice on my own and hope that I was doing it right. I didn't get to practice and then, you know, go into a Facebook group and say, Hey, I, I watched, I watched Rich's video on off camera flash. And then I got a shoot yesterday and I practiced. What do you think? What did I do? Well, what can I improve on? Da, 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 da. So, you know, not only do you have that community that we were talking about earlier in the Facebook group of your peers that are all learning with you, but you have access to myself, Rich, David, Crystal, um, you know, all, uh, Brandon, all of the teachers on, on the photo mentorship where yeah. we're recording these videos and these courses for you, but we're also in there. Um, some of us every day, some of us every other day, Sometimes I'm in there twice a day <laughs> to make up for. <laughs> and you know, if you're crystal, you're there 80 hours yeah. a week for some reason, even though you don't get paid yeah. for that. And so, and so, and we respond to you directly in the group. And, um, every now and then, you know, if we need to make a loom video or something to explain what we're talking about, mm-hmm. we do that too. So that to me is the most invaluable part of the photo mentorship. Cause like customer service on steroids. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, so don't do fire it. me, but I mean, you can, you can go learn retouching from anywhere for free right now. Like it's not mm-hmm. that it's, you can find it on the internet. The reason I said no YouTube is because I don't trust YouTube. That's why I was like, don't send people to YouTube because there's so much bad information on YouTube. There's so many people that are bring me YouTube links. They're like, yes. well, they did it this way. And I'm like, no, don't ever do it that way. So just because it's free one doesn't mean that it's good. Uh, and number two, yes, you can find it for free, but you're not going to get responses from those people that, that teach you that stuff because they're not available for you, um, to learn from. They're available to you to get, uh, ad revenue from their videos. Mm. <laughs> mm. See, know? I love so, that. Cause like when we teach a course, whether it's about a flash 
it's like, okay, here's how to use the Godox flash. Here's how to use the Yenya flash. Here's how to use the Sony flash. It's like that question that keeps you up at night, we think about and try to answer for you. And if we can't, you message customer service and I make a video. So not only do we have like 25, 30 courses where you can learn about anything in photography you want, like I don't teach retouching because I'm not the best at it. You know who does teach it? Emily. Emily teaches and it because she's do the best at it. I don't talk because I'm not a gearhead, but you know oh, you who kind is of a are. gearhead? <laughs> no, see, here's the thing. I'm only a gearhead when I'm in the market for something. Like, I'm I'm about to be in the market for a new body. So do I know lots and lots and lots and lots and lots like, about the US R5 that just came out? Yes, like I mean, you say body. body. <laughs> um, so do I know lots about that EOS R5 that just came out? Yes. But do I know anything about the 5D or what is it? The 1DS, the 1D? What? No, I don't because I'm not looking at that. You know what I mean? Just I don't know it. anything about. Yep. Yeah. But Rich does. Like I see questions in the group that I'm like, I could research that and find the answer or I could wait 20 minutes and Rich is going to get back to them with the answer already. So yeah, like, exactly. you already know everything. So that's the other great thing about the photo mentorship is that we each one of the mentors that are in here have a strength that you can benefit from. So like, you know, and we're real people. It's not like, it, I mean, David, people. David yeah. freaking Monar will answer your question. You have yeah. a question, you tag him. Crystal reminds me or him or whoever you're asking that we need to answer your question. Why did I forget David's name in the loose <laughs> list of people that we could have access to? Did I say he's David? just, I he's just, know. he's just such the boss, you know, <laughs> he just looks down at us and I screams think- at us. I think that it was implied. I think that's why I didn't say his name. Well, it's like we do say David group, Moore, but... <laughs> your photography mentor group. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, you get a hold of David and David will answer you too. It's amazing. So like, or David will ask me if it's a tech yeah. question. Yeah. But that's what, but that's again, that's the thing. Cause if I don't know the answer, I'll tag you. And I think that that's happened a couple of times where somebody asked a question and Crystal has tagged me and said, Hey, I think this might be the answer, but Emily will definitely know. And will tag me and mm. I'll come in and be like, actually, no, Crystal pretty much nailed it. Or I'll say, hey, Crystal got it right, but here's some more additional information to supplement what she said. Um, so we all kind of use each other's strengths and we all lean on each other, which is amazing. So with all of us together, we've gotten, we've got so much information for you guys and we're accessible. And it's again, like, like it's, it's like, it's like YouTube, you know, when you YouTube, like how to fix something in audio or garage band or something. And it's like, you have to watch this eight minute video for this two second yeah. fix. The photo mentorship is the two second fix as well as all the meat too. Like, so instead of it being like unsearchable, it's searchable. And you know what? On that note, Emily, we're going to give away that a Wacom tablet because we said to somebody that shares this, still share, 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 share right now. Share away. Somebody's calling me. Share away. (laughs) But, but also we're going to give away two free months to somebody that's not in the photo mentorship or we're going to give away the photo mentorship. Nice. And those of you that have questions, you can look at thephotomentorship.com. Check us out. But right now, we're going to give away – that person's calling me again from Virginia Beach. Um, Go away. I'm busy. I know. I'm live. We're going to give away the Wacom tablet in two free months of the photo mentorship. So you're going to get to log on, watch a course on advanced Photoshop retouching, how to use a speed light how to master Lightroom, how to how shoot to people. How to set up that Wacom tablet. Yeah, how to set up the Wacom <laughs> tablet that we tell you to get. So people yeah. are share, share, sharing. Um, Crystal, has Crystal sh- looked at her go? Uh, do you have Slack open? Uh, yes, I do. Why don't we give away the tablet first? Sweet. I'll do the drum All right. roll. Ready? Ready? And the ready. winner of a Wacom tablet is... Lori Waffler. Woo. Congratulations, Lori Waffler. You have Lori. won a Wacom tablet. It is my favorite piece of gear for retouching. Ever. It's a it's a tablet that you use a pin and it edits. Yes. It's like Amazing. a mouse that doesn't it, it, suck. This is this is a different one than what we gave away, but this is what uh this is what it looks like here. We got awesome. this and we got I don't know where my pen oh it's right here. My, my does your charge on the tablet? Uh does yeah. What do you mean? Yeah, your I pin. thought uh, there, there's a no. The pen doesn't isn't battery powered. Oh. You don't need a, ba- a, a battery for the pen. Uh, look, I learned something. Tech talk. Yep, it's just the just the tablet that has a battery. So yeah, the tablet charges and and has. And Crystal, it, drop a link to that Wacom tablet. The 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 one we're giving away, and then Crystal or Emily's favorite Wacom tablet. Because I we like to give away stuff, but we also like people to get what I use. Like we give away cameras all the time, and the photo mentorship. We give something away every time we go live. So it's very much like this Which is every podcast. day. Yeah, at least right? four times there, a week. Yeah. Yeah. There's usually one down day where I don't feel like working. Okay. 
<laughs> or the if it was like last week. week. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, um, we're going to give away the photo mentorship to somebody today just because we love you, just because you're awesome, and just because we want you to learn. We want you to learn at your own pace, and we want you to take this hobby, this interest, and turn it into like making you get the picture you want every time. We want to help you achieve what's in your mind and get it on paper when we're done. We want you to be yeah. able to achieve anything in your creative mind, and that's exactly what the photo mentorship's here for. So we do have a winner. Yes. The winner of two free months of the photo mentorship is... Manuela Jenkins. Congratulations, Manuela. Manuela. You have gotten a free ticket into the photo mentorship for two months. That's a lot of learning. That's a lot of learning. And you you know what? There's so much learning in there that I have a feeling after those two months, Manuela is going to have to be like, you know what? I'm going to have to join because... Somebody, I forget who said it on a a lot. (laughs) Yeah, unless you hate us. But somebody said for the price of two pizzas, you can learn photography. Like I was like, what a great, like you should be our marketer. That was great. Well, I think that, like, and I wasn't going to say unless you hate us. I was going to say unless unless Manuela doesn't have work right now because of COVID. Thanks, COVID. Um, two months is probably not even going to be long enough for for them to get through like all the stuff they want to get through. Yeah, it's, there's so much. Oh, stuff, there's so, you know? and we're always adding to it. And if you, could, you guys could do yeah. me a favor, I just highlighted Manuela Jenkins. You guys go to her page, go to her Facebook page. If she has a photography page, show her love. Let's show her how TPM does it. Let's flood her with love and just get her. Like if she has 500 people following her, I want it to be a thousand. Let's just make her the rock star she is. Um, But yeah, we love you. We love you guys. Emily, it was great, great, great to have you. We'll have you back on. Maybe we'll have you interview somebody next. That'd be fun. That would be fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or you can pick somebody. Let's we'll get Jeremy on. You can interview Jeremy. That'd be fun. That'd or be your great. buddy or Matthew, Matthew. Like that would be. Yeah, that would actually be. See, we have great banter too. That would actually be really fun. We should have him on. <laughs> I, I mean, his work is great. And where can they find him again? What's it? Matthew Simmons Photography dot com. Matthew Simmons Photo dot com. Photo. Yes. I'm gonna buy photography just so I get all of his it's redirects. The longest URL on the planet, Matthew Simmons <laughs> Photo. I can type it in chat just because. Yeah, yeah, put it in there. But also, I want you to put, um, again, where they can find you because they, they need to give you some love, too. I want you to double your likes. And Oh, I accidentally typed as David, apparently, but that's okay. Um, or the page. That's allowed. That's allowed. Okay. Uh, and then the mine is right underneath this. So, yeah. All right. Well, awesome. I'm going to end you guys with a little uh, photo mentorship video. As always, we love you. We're excited to be your friends, and we're excited to be here to help you grow as photographers because that's all we care about. Yeah. Yeah. And any closing thoughts? You love it. You're like, no, yes. I just, I'm just like, I'm just excited to be here. I'm, I'm having so much fun in the group and I'm watching people learn. And I've already in the small amount of time that I've been here, I've seen so much growth from some oh, of our so students. Fun. So oh, it, yeah. When somebody goes from like, really okay, to great, me. we're like, yeah. yeah. Or when, when somebody watches like one of our videos, I think, um, somebody tagged me and was like, I just watched Emily's video and i did this this and this and i was like oh my god that looks so you good like, I, yeah like it, thank it you for listening excited. it makes me excited to know that i'm i'm making a difference so yeah awesome well thank you guys here's this video Thanks, we love guys. you Thanks for listening. Please subscribe on iTunes or Spotify so you never miss out on news and events. Give us a rating on iTunes or simply tell a friend about us. It helps us get the word out so we can help more people reach their photography goals. We'd love to hear from you. Let us know what topics you'd like us to talk about. Email us at hello at davidmolnar.com. This podcast is brought to you by thephotomentorship.com. Thank you.